Welcome back, guys, to episode three of the Dual Sense Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason, joined by Travis. Travis, how's it going today? It's going great. We sound like professionals. Yes, we have severely upgraded our podcasting equipment. Um, I've got a new mic and uh, a new headset, and we're trying to, to sound like we know what we're doing a little bit. And I'm trying to, you know, I, I, my sound is a little bit, I've got that kind of McConaughey thing going on, uh, I'd like to think. And, yeah, you'd you know, like to think. <laughs> and you you're more of just kind of that general uh general american accent that the people love mine mine's a little bit more southern for sure i've got the that sweet southern sultry scintillating sound i would say so. lots of alliteration and self-compliments <laughs> well you got to pump yourself up when you're going to do a podcast uh, so I promise this is a PlayStation podcast, and if you like what you hear, then give us a uh, a rating, a review, share us with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe. Now, Travis, today, I don't know how this is going to go for me because my podcasting studio doubles as my wife's art studio, <laughs> and she's in the she's in the process of painting the art studio, aka the podcasting studio, so... Everything's just like shoved to the center of the room and I've just got the computer and the mic kind of shoved on this little desk and I'm like hunched over everything. So hopefully I can make it because this is a meaty episode. We've got a lot of news and hopefully I can make it through the whole episode without getting a catch in my back. Is she painting while you're, uh, while you're recording? She's not in here. She'd be a big time distraction, um, but she's not in here. She's, she's gone to the pool. So I've got free reign to do the pod. So let's uh let's start by why don't you tell me what you've been playing this past week? Big news. Uh oh. On the game in front. First of all, oh, okay. I'm about five years late, but I started playing Rocket League with a buddy. <laughs> and it took me three days and I'm banned. <laughs> That's right. I forgot you told me about that. Well you got banned. Uh some you, I don't think you can divulge maybe why. Maybe some, are you picking on somebody? Some foul language maybe? Well, <clears throat> so they have this mode called spike ball. Uh, you know, typically you just bounce the ball around and it's ridiculous and I suck at it. But on mm-hmm. spike ball, I'm actually serviceable because the car has spikes on it. And all I got to do is run to the ball and it's just a free-for-all. And he stole the ball with his spikes and scored. And he said something smart in the chat. So I replied in kind. And got reported by somebody on the other team. We both got reported. <laughs> so I assume he is banned as well. So I think I have uh, 28 more hours left on my ban. <laughs> so you had a, how long was the ban originally? Uh, 72 hours. Oh, geez. Yeah. And spike ball ends in 96 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, you got the most out of it then. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Now I can't play the regular mode. I'm just not any good at it. Yeah. I'm terrible at that game. I, I've tried to play it with Jacob, our buddy that you played with, I think. And I don't know. I'm just not good at it. And it's like when I finally get a shot lined up, it's like somebody just comes flying out of nowhere and just knocks the ball halfway across the arena. And it's just so frustrating to me. I'd rather go play Dark Souls, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he has, what is it, 500 or so wins on that game? Yeah. He's like, what is he? He's like diamond two or three or however they rank on there yeah. or something like that. Grandmaster Bruce Lee. I don't know. 
he's like he's the friend that we have that's like good very good at every competitive game like yeah guitar he, yeah that modern warfare guitar hero back in the day DJ like, he hero crushed best DJ <clears> hero <throat> player i've ever seen yes he's the only person i can i've ever seen that can actually play dj hero and look like he's doing it the right way oh he looks like a dj it's bizarre <laughs> right anything else you've been playing this week Let's see here i did it took me to the third episode but i did get the vector and that is insanely stupid yes i just need the extended mag i think that would help me a lot but it's um they're gonna nerf it eventually but you could tell it's like sometimes when they when call of duty releases these new weapons they are just completely op yeah it's so for a while there before we had it like i was just getting killed by it constantly like all the time and like you just don't stand a chance because the fire rate is so fast Mm -hmm. like you said and like even if you even if the guy's like a half second behind you on aiming down the sights like you're toast yeah you're toast so i've been using that a lot too it's a lot of fun yeah and then we we beat dying light last night without you yeah okay let's <laughs> i bet you did <laughs> i don't want to hear it. guess what if you guys did you're gonna have to play it again <laughs> is that everything you've been playing this past week yeah i did tell the guys last night if we actually finished dying like that you probably would just would just log off and never get back on i would delete it's an immediate delete <laughs> so i've been playing modern warfare as well um with you guys and of course been playing red dead online every day to get my challenges which I haven't got my challenges today. I got to do that. <clears throat> got to mix that in at some what point. What is it like? Get a get a bush that's purple and like cut the salmon. <laughs> so today I have to get some burdock root and some Alaskan ginseng. Uh huh. And and uh, eat three camp stews and some other things. Yeah, that's so it's, really fun. It's a pretty easy day. I'm just you know I'm over here with my clown makeup. Still no update for Red Dead. Thanks Rockstar. So. It's it's gotten so bad with Red Dead at this point, Travis. That when I get on Reddit now, there's a rumor, the the rumor mill now for Red Dead Online is that Rockstar is working on remastering the first game, Red Dead Redemption, and they're going to just add it in to to Red Dead Redemption Two because most of the map is already in the game, right? They just have to all they have to do is open up the Mexico portion. Uh huh. So there's so there's a rumor that they're just gonna expand the map into Mexico and add the full add the full original game in. Yeah, what's more likely that they just give gave up on the game or they decided to completely add in another game? It's way more likely that they've <laughs> given up on it because here. So here's the problem. So when the game first came out, the the economy was broken in the game, right? So you mm-hmm. couldn't you didn't earn hardly any. You remember we played it when Red Dead Online first yeah, kind of went live. Never had money. Yeah, you couldn't earn money. It, like the totals were just, or the payouts were just extremely low, and you know everybody bitched about it. So, and rightfully so. So Rockstar fixed it, but they've almost fixed it too much. So now you get so much. You, it's so easy to get gold yeah. and cash. It's like GPA and, you now. <clears throat> yeah, and so like when I do a challenge, I've I have a challenge streak, a daily challenge streak. So every challenge that I complete, I get half a gold bar. If I get all seven of the main challenges, I get in a, in a day, I get a bar and a half. Okay. So then every five levels that you rank up, you get a treasure map and and you get, you get cash and you get gold. So yesterday, for instance, I had four treasure maps. I think I went ahead and knocked them out. I got like five gold bars and like $300. (laughs) All right. You know, 
for new players, that's quite a bit of money. Well, so then that doesn't even, that's not even to mention the fact that if I go, if you're a trader, if you do the trader role, if you do a full load of trading goods, you get 500 bucks a pop. All right. Now, if you do moonshining stuff, you can get like 250 bucks a pop per load. Like, so it's just, it's almost like it was broken in the beginning then they fixed it and, and they fixed it really well, but they've almost priced themselves out of like people buying the gold bars, like the shark cards for GTA, you know, those mm-hmm. things where you get the in-game cash. So like people who like me who play it regularly or every day, um, there's, you're not going to make any money off those uh, people like me unless you break the economy again and you raise the prices on everything. And then if you do that, then you're alienating all the lower level players and all the people who might play, you know, future players. Yeah, so, but if you add in the old game, it's technically in the future. So you're there you the go. Crisis. There you so go. Maybe so we're then, onto something. Yeah. So there you go. So then there's probably ways they can build all kinds of transactions in that way. So anyway, that's a. I love it. It's it's my favorite game ever, and. I like the online too, just to get on and kind of mess around every day. So anyway, I'll, I'll wait till next Tuesday when there's no update yet again. Uh, I've also been playing a little bit of Vita at night, a f- couple nights this week, been playing a game called, called uh, dragon's crown, which is like a, uh, it's like a side scrolling brawler kind of game, like streets of rage, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like uh medieval characters or whatever, I guess you want to say like knights and, wizards and stuff whatever perfect it's cool no i know perfect for the big nerd that i am and then of course i've been playing the last of us two still um pretty much just been playing on the weekends because that's when i can kind of get the most time to really sit down for longer sessions and play i'm a little over halfway through the game i think i'm about 17 hours in of course i've been taking my time to been kind of scouring the whole map and trying to find all the upgrades and stuff like that so um but man, it's just so good. I, I know I say it every week. It's just such a good game. So good. Um, it's probably, I haven't even finished it, but unless they really blow it at the end here or toward the end, it's probably going to be in my top five. So, but, uh, so with that, let's move into the news this week. And like I mentioned, there is quite a bit of news. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed in the, uh, the notes document, but there's a lot of things that, Oh Yeah. We need that we need to get here too, so or that we need to get to here. Uh, number one, 2K Sports revealed the full roster of NBA 2K21 cover athletes on Wednesday, with three different athletes gracing the covers of the various editions across current and next gen consoles. Much more importantly, however, is that pre orders for the game went live the same day and the standard edition price of the game for both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X is set at $69.99 US dollars. That's a $10 price increase from the usual price of $59.99 that has been the standard MSRP of video games for more than a decade. It's often been rumored as we have worked up to the next generation of consoles or outright implied that video games would see a price jump in the next generation. And this seemingly is our first confirmation of that price jump. Another note here, research firm IDG Consulting noted in an interview with GameIndustry.biz that 2005 is the last time we have seen an industry-wide jump in pricing, saying, quote, IDG works with all major game publishers and our channel checks 
indicate that other publishers are also exploring moving their next-gen pricing up on certain franchises. So what do you think about this? It looks like we're going to get the price jump uh, that we haven't had, obviously, in 15 years. Um, That would have been from the PS2 to the PS3 in, in 2005, 2006. So we didn't get a price jump, obviously, from ps3 to ps4 but now we're getting one so what do you what do you think about this um i got a i saw a bleacher report update i follow bleacher report gaming for some reason and they yeah me too. They tweeted out or whatever you call it they put out an alert saying that the price jump was ten dollars and it read like they were surprised or like it was actually news and the increase is something that you and i have at least seen or heard about for over a month in different avenues I'm not surprised at all, and I thought we would get a jump from three to four, and maybe we didn't because the technological jump wasn't as severe as it is in this generation would be my assumption. Yeah, and I'd heard also at one point, um, just either reading on the internet or whatever, but there was a thought that maybe it might go to to, uh, $79.99, you know, $20 jump. And video games now cost, like, big AAA, you know, high quality games cost between 150 and 300 million dollars you know what i mean so yeah heck i think i think for i mean and then there's some other more extreme instances like red dead redemption 2 i think it costs like either half either half a billion or like three quarters of a billion dollars to make that game yeah they had a thousand they had a thousand people working on that game and it could turn into where certain Certain games are seventy, and certain are eighty. Maybe to, like you know, a big release. Yeah, like you know, Rockstar always hits the eighty mark because they're so expensive. But maybe these releases we get every year are only in the seventy range. Yeah, I think there might be definitely parity in the price points. Like you're saying, like I think there's going to be a range of kind of price points for different games, which is fine. And we kind of have that now. We yeah. get forty dollars games, twenty dollars games. The indie games might be nine ninety nine, whatever. It's not that big of a stretch to apply that to the bigger studios. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just gonna we're gonna keep that trend and probably just have it a little bit be a little bit more proliferate as we go to the next generation. So, number two, Sony is currently working with a financial advisor on a big on a bid. Excuse me for Hong Kong gaming firm Layout Technologies Holdings Limited, and could face competition from at least two other bidders. This all according to website Bloomberg. Layu, I have no idea if I'm saying that right, by the way. Layu owns studios such as Splash Damage, who has a long history of working on shooter games, particularly with multiplayer components, such as the Gears of War series, the Halo Master Chief collection they worked on for PC. Layu also owns Digital Extremes, the developers of the mega popular and one of the highest quality free-to-play games, Warframe, which I love, by Mm -hmm. the way. Layu is currently co-producing a Lord of the Rings video game for Amazon, which is interesting. Weird. So looks like Sony might be in the market to make a, a big a big purchase. What do you think? I, I mean, that's good, good on them, but I've never been a fan of Halo or Gears of War. <laughs> I just don't like the gameplay. I don't like the way it feels. I don't like getting Halo hopped. Gears of War isn't mm. my type of game. I didn't enjoy the mechanics of it. I think what they're doing, do you think, I think what they're trying to do maybe is that they're trying to fill a gap. Do you think like, okay, they've got gorilla who used to make kill zone. They're 
dedicated to Horizon, right? They're making the second one. They're probably going to make a third one. You got to think it's going to be a trilogy just because that's what people do nowadays. And then I don't think we have another Sony first-party studio working on a shooter, right? I don't, not that I know of, but that would make sense too. If, even if it's in... I, I mean, I consider the games that they've made that you listed on here, you know, with Halo and Gears of War, those are Xbox games and they don't really have a direct competitor per se with the the way those games play at least to me they don't like when i think of microsoft video games i think of those games and those aren't really i call them cartoony the way they play yeah they're i know exactly what you mean they're kind of um they're not like modern warfare yes so we'll see what happens there but it sounds like uh playstation first party is gonna grow soon if they decide to move forward with that bid so we'll let's see what happens there but could be a, a big shakeup and a big addition to Sony yeah, you, in the near future. Do you worry about them getting maybe a little fat with their, a little overblown with their studios? How many do you need? Yeah, it's possible because they, I guess it's been a while now. It doesn't seem that way, but you, if they used to have, um, it's not polyphony, maybe it is polyphony, whoever made drive club mm-hmm. and, you know, so they, they, they've got rid of or closed two or three studios, you know, not even half a decade ago, I think. Like Polyphony, when they messed up Drive Club, got rid <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, don't mess up, buddy. Yeah. Um, There's someone else I'm thinking of off the top of my head, another studio. Um, There's no, there's a couple other studios that they, that they closed. Um, maybe it was in Liverpool. Maybe it was Sony Liverpool. I can't remember if if Sony Liverpool is still open. I apologize. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, there's always that possibility that you get too big and then projects don't start paying off, you know, and then they're going to turn back around and close some studios and just consolidate talent. But I will say if they, if they're doing this to have a shooter, a first party shooter in the stable, since they've kind of seemingly, put Killzone on the back burner and then Resistance on the back burner, then we definitely need to get a, a shooter in the in the stable, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, put it in the chamber. Number three, website Push Square reported that Naughty Dog environment artist Zach Oliver has joined Visual Arts Studio Group in San Diego, San Diego, <laughs> as, a, as a senior environment artist. It's pretty much an open secret at this point that Sony has been building a new first-party studio based out of San Diego and partnering partnering with Sony San Diego Studio, who makes the MLB The Show games. This new studio is rumored to be working on a new game in the Uncharted series or perhaps a spinoff of the franchise. The hiring of developer talent away from Naughty Dog would seem to indicate some truth to this rumor. What do you think? Maybe getting a new Uncharted game or a spinoff? Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, you would need him to keep that sort of artistic feel, but it's still not really going to be Uncharted. I mean, what makes Uncharted is the writing. Kind of like we mm-hmm. talked about with The Last of Us, you know, those, if the game is written by the same person, you can feel it throughout the throughout the series. That would be my only issue with that. But, I mean, I'm willing to take a risk on an Uncharted game that's not made by Naughty Dog. So they, this has been a rumor for a little while now that there is a studio. That, the rumor actually has been that Sony San Diego Studio was working on one, but this makes more sense that they're going to kind of have two teams within that studio, yeah. or at least working together in some way, yeah. right? Because they've still got to make the they've still got to make the MLB the Show game, which goes to Xbox next year too. So it's gonna, they're going to have to have more development resources focused on the show because they've got to make it for a whole other platform. But uh, it sounds like 
um, you know, that Uncharted, because this is not the first guy that they've hired away from Naughty yeah. Dog, I, I don't yeah. believe. So I, I, I can't imagine it's just going to be like a multiplayer only thing for Uncharted because I mean, the multiple, the multiplayer is fine for Uncharted, mm-hmm. but like that doesn't really, that's like, not what sells it's it. not a, it's, yeah, that's not what sells it exactly. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll see what happens. We'll probably find out something in a year or two about what they're working on. If, if they're still trying to hire people. So yeah, there's something to be excited about though, for sure. Number four, Sony formally announced their new indie program on Wednesday called PlayStation Indies Initiative via a PlayStation blog article by head of Indies Initiative and PlayStation fan favorite Shuhei Yoshida. Yoshida said that, quote, with PlayStation Indies, we hope to spotlight and support the best of the best indie games being published on PlayStation and the entire indie community as a whole. Our goal is to make PlayStation the best place to develop, find, and play great indie games, end quote. And finally, Yoshida also announced that a new indie title will be added to the PlayStation Now service every month, beginning with Hello Neighbor in July. So what do you think about the new indie? uh, Is Hello Neighbor about um, Mr. Rogers? (laughs) No, but that would be awesome. So it's a very, it's a very, it's if if that was the case, it'd be a very creepy Hello Neighbor. First person, Mr. Rogers, you got to change your uh, cardigan. Um, so do you do you know what that no game idea. is? Have you ever seen anything? Okay, so maybe this should have been in the last segment. <laughs> but I've never played this game, but I have seen gameplay of it. So basically, if I understand this correctly, Hello Neighbor, it is a first person game, and you break into your neighbor's house. <laughs> okay, only to only to find out that he's like this ultra creepy man who might actually be wearing a vest, if I remember right. Oh man. And he 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 chases you around the house and around his house like a serial killer, and you have to try to hide from him that and get away. Sounds terrible, and I, like I wouldn't yeah. like it. Okay, so <laughs> that's that's the game. Maybe I'll try it next month or well this month now when it comes mm-hmm. to PS Now. But it is a very creepy take on Mister Rogers. <laughs> it is. Well, he took a left turn. Um, I think <laughs> this indie thing is pretty awesome, though. Um, How do you? T- it's, a, do it's, it's a really cool idea, and it kind of. It's probably something they should have done before because PlayStation has a lot of cool indies that just kind of get lost in the shuffle, I feel like, with all these big releases and people don't necessarily know how to find them. Um, you know, like, I mean, like Hello Neighbor sounds terrifying, but it actually might pre- might be pretty cool to play. And Yeah, it's, uh, there's, it's one of these things, like, back on, like, PS3 and even with the launch of the PS4, like, we were getting... Um, cool games like Dead Nation and then obviously PS4 launched with Resogun and things like that. So PlayStation kind of cut their teeth on having indie games as a part of the platform. And then they've been accused a little bit of like getting away from mm-hmm. it and um, of getting away from it and kind of focusing more on just the big games. So it's cool that they're going to start to kind of shine a spotlight on these, on these uh, groups more. So the nine games that were announced on Wednesday, I think it's a combination of, games that are coming to PS4 and PS5 and some are coming to both. So the nine games are multiplayer action game Worms Rumble, which the Worms series has been around for a long time. Yeah. Co-op adventure game Haven, hacking platformer Recompile, I guess is how you say that. Simulation puzzle game Maquette. I want to say Marquette so bad. <laughs> it's like Baguette. Action It's yeah, it's like Baguette with an M. Action platformer Fist, Forged in Shadow T- Torch, which I'm pretty sure it's Torch, which looks really cool, actually, by the way. I don't, you should look that one up. It's cool. It's like a side-scrolling, like, beat-em-up 
platforming thing. It's, it's cool. Uh, 2D puzzle horror game Creeks, which I think comes out like next week, actually. Narrative adventure game Where the Heart Is. Puzzle adventure game Carto. And physics-based co-op space puzzler Heavenly Bodies, which looks like fun. Yeah. And we should, if it, I, I know it has couch yeah. co-op. I'm not sure if it has online co-op, but you should look up a, a video of Heavenly Bodies. It looks pretty sweet. <laughs> it's really cool. It's it's kind of like um, it's like that one game that we talked about, Gang Beast. It's like Gang Beast in space, and you're trying to work <laughs> around a space uh-huh. station, and like hold on to levers and pull things and stuff. It looks Gang, like fun. Gang Beast is a is a low key classic. Number five, a sequel to 2019's Death Stranding has possibly been teased by Hideo Kojima, the game's creator. In a recent tweet where Kojima stated that he was working on the concept for his next game. A sketch of a ship or a vehicle of some sort can be seen on his desk, and when zooming in on the photo, the word bridges can be seen on the side of the ship. This would seem to be a direct reference to the company the main character worked for in Death Stranding. So what do you think? We think we might get a uh, Death Stranding sequel? Sounds like a Kojima plan. Yeah, he's he's the guy who you just really don't ever know what he's doing because he, he, he likes yeah. it that way. Like he likes to, he likes to mislead and he likes to have all these kind of like Easter eggs and Which hidden is things. And like he'll, yeah. And I remember like <clears throat> whenever, um, Metal Gear Solid five was a thing. He re- he announced the trailer and called it the phantom pain. And then like late, later on, you, f- you find out that you could drop Metal Gear Solid five in between the letters and every, of the phantom pain. So like it was there all along. He just loves to do that type of stuff. So, who knows? Number six, Bloomberg reported that the upcoming and heavily rumored Harry Potter RPG is coming in late 2021 on next gen hardware. Players are rumored to play to role play, excuse me, wizards in a massive open world that is a recreation of Hogwarts and its surrounding areas. What do you think? Harry Potter RPG gets you excited? Not really, but a John Wick RPG gets me excited. <laughs> oh yeah. I would die if we could get a proper john wick action game if you're a harry potter fan this is like complete hard on yeah you harry potter people are losing their are losing their minds over this there actually was some gameplay leaked not too long ago um maybe last year some gameplay leaked of it and um i mean it looks like it's gonna be cool i mean it's an open world game Mm -hmm. you know i mean so those are always kind of neat but it's uh it's probably gonna be a huge game for warner brothers so um, just based on the the uh, the IP alone being Harry Potter, and um, so we'll see. Number seven, Dreams, the game creation video game. Believe it or not, from Studio Media Molecule, the developers of the Little Big Planet series, announced on the PlayStation blog that virtual reality support is coming to the title on July twenty second. Players or creators, I guess will not only be able to to create experiences using the VR headset to immerse themselves in creation, but will also be able to create content to be specifically enjoyed on PSVR. It's kind of neat. What do you think? One of the brilliant things about when they made Dreams is they were like, let's make a video game where you can make your own video game. What? <laughs> really, really hard, huh? Yeah. But we're like, when I, when I read that, I was thinking we're borderline on like, a dude sitting in a pod in in his VR headset and never moving and just makes his alternate reality in the headset. We're just so close to you being like one of those pods for minority report where you just float in it. It's, it's really, I don't know. It's kind of trippy to think that like, I don't even, I want, I kind of, 
like I have zero interest in VR. We've talked about this about every week now, how me and you don't really care about VR, but I will say this makes me curious to see how it works. Like I want to go to John's place now and have him get, get dreams and put the thing on and figure out how it works to put the headset on and make something. I'd like to see how it works and what it looks like and what it feels like. And if it makes me want to fall over and, it's like, how else are you going to be in it? Like, you've seen the worlds that people have made on the console, but with this, you actually are yeah. in it. It it might be worth yeah. it might be worth the the adventure. I think the first thing I would make is a bucket to throw up in. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'd make reparations yes. so I could watch the cats. Number eight, a couple of items here. Number one, or part one of number eight, I should say. Ubisoft revealed a new IP this week called Hyperspace, a 100-player first-person shooter battle royale game. The new AAA quality game is being developed by Ubisoft Montreal, who have previously worked on the Rainbow Six and Assassin's Creed series. This new entry in the battle royale genre will feature heavy Twitch integration, with spectators being able to influence in-game events. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of one of the the selling points yeah. of the game is. Um, heavy streamer integration what do you think they um when they say the spectators influencing it do they mean like they're tell you what to do or they can like change the weather or call in preds or 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 what i didn't so i I have to admit i didn't read the whole article because i don't care about this game it's not for (laughs) me but (laughs) but from what i can gather it sounds like um people it's kind of like almost like that maybe that resident evil game that just came out so people will be able to vote like okay yeah so like people will be able to vote like do you want a thunderstorm uh next or do you want a nuke (laughs) like so so then people will vote and whatever you know and they'll vote and if it's a nuke it gets a nuke or do you want a flood to take out half the map Mm -hmm. or not you know type of thing we never really got into um, the into the battle royale games but we try almost every one so maybe this will be one that gets it I'll definitely try it because, like you said, we've tried. Let's see, we've done mm-hmm. Apex, we've done Fortnite a long yeah. time ago, we've done Warzone, yeah, which is fine. Really, um, kind of full with. I feel like there's it, another one. Yeah. I have played. I've played bad. I've played Player Unknown Battlegrounds on Stadia. Mm-hmm. I tried it. It was okay. Yeah, I played um, it mobile and on PlayStation. And, I think, and it was it was okay. Yeah. So now this. So I mean, if it's it's Ubisoft though, it's not like it's you know some little bitty company yeah. or whatever like it's a big it's a big publisher and they're putting i mean they put ubisoft montreal it should, on be, this, worth, so. it should be worth your time yeah so we'll probably at least check it out so we can say that we did who knows like you said maybe it'll stick uh part two of the ubisoft news the oft-rumored prince of persia reboot may be getting closer to reality as a new twitter account popped up this week or recently i should say at prince of persia on twitter was discovered recently but is currently set to private a reddit user in an attempt to identify who the account belonged to used the request password feature and the email listed for the account does seem to end in at ubisoft.com seeming to indicate that a ubisoft employee is tied to that mm-hmm. twitter account ubisoft is scheduled to hold an e3 type stream on july 12th titled ubisoft forward um, did you ever? What do you think about this? Did you ever play any of the Prince of Persia games? No, I know games? that there was a shitty movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Give me that dagger. <laughs> oh. um, that's the only thing yeah. I, I've never seen the movie. Yeah. I just seen the trailer. I know he's, the, he yells that. Way, the best part of this is the guy got onto Twitter and was like, "I'm going to try to look, basically hack into the account to see what the end of the email is." Brilliant. <laughs> that's a great idea. I never. I love that, that so much. That's so good. I know. 
I know. And he nailed it too. Cause it says at Ubisoft.com. The CIA in about two weeks. He's going to be finding the next bug on the PlayStation oh, bounty is. program. Oh, gosh, that guy's, that guy's golden. <laughs> Number nine, Microsoft executive Phil Spencer is feeling confident after the PS5 reveal event while speaking on a recent Game Lab Live conference. Spencer said, just being honest, or quote, just being honest, I felt good after seeing their show. I think the hardware advantages that we have built are going to show up as we're talking more about our games and frame rates and other things. I thought the games lineup that we're going to have at launch, I felt really good about, Mm -hmm. end quote. What do you think? You think that, I mean, what else is he supposed to say, right? But do you think he truly is confident or do you think this is just marketing investors? Marketing bullshit. I mean, the Microsoft guys basically said the same thing. Um, But like you said, what else is he supposed to say? Yeah. I mean, he's, everybody has pretty much said that. Like, what is Phil Spencer supposed to say? I'm supposed to come out there and uh, in the interview and say, oh man, we got to go back to the drawing board. We feel like shit about this thing. Like, no, they're not going to say that, that they're going to say they feel good about it. So, and maybe they do feel good about it. I mean, it seems like it's pretty obvious at this point, or actually I think it's known like they had the series X is going to have maybe 12 teraflops. Okay. Graphic that's graphical power. So it's going to have outright more Mm -hmm. teraflops than PS5. But I think that PS5 is going to have an advantage on the hard drive side with the speed and, and everything able to do like more that. With less. So, the idea. Yeah, I think they're. Here's the bottom line: they're both going to be really powerful consoles. Okay, what's going to matter is the games. And right now, Microsoft doesn't have any games. They have Halo, which that's cool. The last one sucked. I mean, if you talk to Microsoft people; they didn't like the last Halo. They have Gears of War, which I don't know if there's a new one in the ether or not, but. Uh, Gears of War, Halo. They're rumored now. There's rumors that popped up this week about they're going to bring a Fable, the Fable okay. franchise back, which is like it's like an yeah. RPG. It's kind of like the yeah, Elder Scrolls a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, what's the other one that I saw rumored this week? Uh, Perfect Dark. They're going to redo. They're going to reboot the Perfect Dark series, which I think was a launch game yeah, on the 360 or something like that. So, but like, what what of those games gets people excited? Like. You're telling me that that's going to, that's what I'm trying to say is that they've got to bring some heavy hitters. They, all these new studios that they acquired, they're going to have to build some new IP that's going to get people excited to compete with Horizon and Uncharted and The Last of Us and God of War and Gran Turismo. Well, they yeah, do they have Forza, Gran Turismo. Yeah, Gran Turismo and these things like that. Like PlayStation is just bringing the heat in the first party and even the second party. And, Maybe though this thing that they're going to do, they rumored to be the week of July twentieth. Maybe maybe they are going to bring some heat, um, but we'll see. And I mean, we want them to be competitive because if there, if they're really no competition to Sony, then then that doesn't make Sony want to be better or to be more consumer friendly. So we really need them to yeah, have a good show. We saw this when we went to the to the new series last time or the new whatever you call it. I'm not trying to say the new generations last time. It was almost like they knew their first party sucked, and they really focused on how the xbox could do everything else you could do tv and the internet and yada yada it's your home entertainment center in a box right and they had games like what was the rome game where you in first person with the sword and yeah, oh, yeah rise it's, it's such a rome. cool idea yeah. but they never expanded on it they never made it better it's like you have these yeah. opportunities and these ips yeah that one didn't necessarily work the way you thought it would and you tried to show off some stuff that kind of fell flat but you don't throw it away and they, that's what they did. They just kind of threw it all away. But now they're trying to rebound back and say, well, we're just as 
as great as PlayStation, but we don't have any of the exclusives or, or first parties. I mean, they don't even have their own baseball game. They had to buy rights to, to get MLB the show to come mm-hmm. over. I mean, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand what they're, it seems like they've had two different ideas of what they are. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a, also a very good point about the Xbox One and then promoting that initially as like, oh, we're the center of your living room. Hook your TV, put your coax cable in the back of this thing. So um, they've definitely had to pivot, pivot. 180. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, the, it might just, you know, it might just take them more time than what they have had so far. You know, it's seven years. Maybe that's not enough to totally change course. If they've just hired all these first parties, they're, it's going to take them years to develop these new ips like they're not just going to come out in december with something good no it takes i mean now games take four or five six years to make that are triple a you know big quality heavy Mm -hmm. quality games right so um we're not close to that unless they're just mainlining you know these (laughs) games yeah these games doing a lot of cocaine (laughs) to get these games done so uh number 10 July PS Plus games have been announced, and they are NBA 2K20, Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-Year Anniversary Collection, and Erica. PS Plus turned 10 years old on June 29th, and since free monthly games became a thing on the service in June 2012, more than 1,000 games have been offered globally through PS Plus. So that's a, that's a, that's a decent month. Um, I mean, those are actually... Three very or two very mm-hmm. good games I know of for sure. You know NBA two NBA two K twenty is a good one. I feel like we get two K every yeah. summer about this time. And then Rise of the Tomb Raider mm-hmm. is a really good game. Um, and then Erica, I've never played it, but it's that kind of um, uh, video. What do they call it? It's yeah. an FMV game, like interactive movie, basically. So, um, what do you think about the lineup and ten years of PS Plus? We've gotten over a thousand. Yeah, lineup like this every July, but the ten thousand. 000- free games is pretty impressive for a service that you want to make money on. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, so, you know, obviously if you did the math on that, if you took the MSRP of whatever those thousand games are, it's definitely going to come out to be more money than what you pay, you know, a year for the service. So of course people, people are going to bitch every month about all of these games suck or these games, this and that. And a lot of the times, you know, myself included our, I already own, one of the games or all the games like it happens so but it's a good month and we i don't think the uh july ps now mm-hmm. games are out yet but hopefully we'll be able to talk about those next week on what they're going to add to ps now besides hello neighbor obviously number 11 noted industry insider roberto serrano shared that the ps5 price release date and pre-orders are scheduled to be revealed on july the 13th according to website playstation lifestyle serrano replied to a tweet of reporter Jeff Grubb with the info. Jeff Grubb is a reporter for, I think, GamesBeat or maybe VentureBeat. I think it's GamesBeat. But uh, Jeff Grubb has been one that is keeping track of all the rumors and the shows and the reveals and announcements this summer. So uh, it would make sense why he would reply to him. It's worth noting that Serrano has a previous track record of proven insider knowledge as he was one of the first to confirm the June 11th PS5 reveal, as well as other console price and release date rumors for both next-gen consoles. So uh, it, it is worth noting that Serrano did say that if the date was going to move from July the 13th, that we would know uh, before July 13th, which I think that goes without <laughs> saying. I don't really know what he was trying to say, but he was basically saying, like, look, it's going to be on the 13th, but it, but it could be... It, 
but it I think he was trying to say it could be sooner than that because he was making it sound like they're not going to do a video. It's just going to be like a blog on PlayStation blog. It's just going to be like, it's just going to be like an article. It's like, Oh, here PS five comes out yada yada. And it's going to cost this and pre-orders are live now at Best Buy and wherever. So it sounds like it's just going to be an article, but but, uh, what do you think? Maybe you think July, middle of July sounds right for this or, I mean, they are going to do PlayStation is going to have a state of play stream on in August, which they, I think they have said is going to have, PS4 and PS5 mm-hmm. games, so I don't know. Maybe this it makes, makes sense. sense. You'd what want do you to get think? that out before August because if you're going to do some state of play with PS5, you could, you know, if you want to know people already know what the kind of they're saving up for at that point. Um, that's what I would guess. But Rob, Roberto Serrano is a hot name, by the way. <laughs> it is. It sounds it sounds made up, first of all, but uh, it seems like he's a real person, so that's good. Uh, I think that the more I thought about this, I think that July 13th or middle of July kind of makes sense. Like at first I was like, no, they're, they're not going to do that because Xbox is going to do their thing a week later with all their games. And they're probably just going to go ahead and drop the price and stuff for the series X. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, do you really want Xbox to have the entire month of July? You know what I mean? The the whole news cycle and until you get to, until you get to August and you're going to just talk about more games. So it kind of makes sense that they're gonna they, that they may go ahead do and something do this once and, a month that way too though. Keep some kind of in the, yeah, keep some in in your face kind of. Yeah, you got to keep the drip going, so to speak. So, and I think they're gonna have to get the pre orders open because I think that at some point they're gonna need to know like, all right, we have four million pre orders and we only are planning on producing three that's million true, consoles. Yeah, like yeah, this isn't true. gonna work. You know what I mean? So, and of course, it's it's not unheard of for there to be manufactured uh, supply constraints, right? Nintendo does this shit all the time. Like you, you can't get a Nintendo switch right now because they said that they're supply constrained. I mean, the virus is going on. Yes, but it's long been understood that Nintendo does this all the time to kind of drive mm-hmm. up demand. So um, that, I mean, that's a possibility, but I think Sony wants to sell one to whoever wants one. <laughs> yeah. Because why why, why, why wouldn't you like yeah why wouldn't you like if four million people want it in November then sell it to them so we'll see about that one uh, number twelve here we just got a, a kind of a list of some other news nuggets that I'm just going to kind of run down and then when I get through all of them if there's anything we want to talk about we can first nugget Crisis Remastered has been delayed indefinitely after gameplay footage leaked ahead of the official reveal which was not well received among fans in terms of its graphical they had to have known fidelity. That they had to have known it was bad. You, it looked like ass. For, an, for, for yeah, a remaster, it looked like ass. A guy working on it was like, they're not taking this seriously. They're just trying to pump this out for some cash influx. I'm going to leak, leak how shitty this is so we'll get some backlash. I've thought about it. I wonder if they were like, okay, let's see if people, how people really feel about this thing. Let's just put this out here, like, and see what happens and see if, like, okay, it's good enough. We can just release it and make some money. Or, like, oh, it's shit. So let's go (laughs) back and fix it. Like, it's really odd. Uh, Number two, second nugget publisher developer Devolver Digital will broadcast their Devolver Direct games event stream on July the 11th where they will reveal their new and upcoming games. Number three, CD Projekt Red revealed in an interview with game site, game site, website, game, website, game reactor, that the wall running mechanic seen in previous gameplay has been removed from the game. Quote, due to design reasons. Yeah, that's odd. So I was, 
I mean, when they first released like 45 minutes of gameplay, mm-hmm. like two years ago, like this, this was, this was in it. Yeah, this was awful. one of the really yeah. cool things. Like you could hang on, the, yeah, you could hang on the wall and you could jump off and, you know, cut somebody with the side, the arm things, Except whatever they're called. Arms. So that kind of, yeah. So it sucks that that's gone, but it could be worse. Uh, I guess it, I guess it made the game broken some way and some probably like traver- map mm-hmm. traversal or something. So mm-hmm. number four, a 16 year old high school student was arrested by Tokyo police for making bomb threats to Konami Konami's Japan headquarters. He did so via the PES soccer mm-hmm. mobile game reviews section in an online app oh, store. He's on Pez and he's that upset. First of all, guy, if you're going to be if you're going to do this, you need to be upset the fact that they ruined Metal Gear for all of us by running Hideo Kojima off, not over P Pez mobile. That's a great point. Get it. Come on. Get a life. Number five, in an interview with Collider, Breaking Bad star Giancarlo Esposito revealed that he has recently worked on a big upcoming video game, but could not share any further details. It's been heavily rumored that he will be in the soon-to-be-revealed Far Cry This is the content we're here for. It is. So I can't help but think that he's going to be the next villain, right? And And I hope that the PS5 does not mean that we lose the Far Cry glitches. Those are the best glitches in video games. I think that uh, we'll probably we'll definitely hear about this yeah. on July twelfth when Ubisoft so. has their event. Number six, PS4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn is officially going multi-platform, mm-hmm. which we've known about for a little bit now. On August the seventh, when the game launches on PC. Number seven, a television series based on the Fallout game universe is coming to Amazon Prime and will be helmed by the creators of the HBO hit series yeah. Westworld. That could be very cool. Yeah, but it could be very cool. The show doesn't bother me as much as this. You know, I won't have the headset on. <laughs> True, you won't scream. Uh, I mean, that 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 probably will be pretty cool because Amazon's shows are pretty good, and then obviously the people who created Westworld—that's mm-hmm. some some heavy hitters. Number eight, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, has been teased for re-release yet again. And by the way, Travis, I, I don't think I haven't played this game, and I'm sure you haven't either. But this is like a cult so classic movie. game. Like, yeah, the yeah, it's it's based on the movie, and it's a, like a cult hit classic game that everybody loves. So, um, this time, the game has been teased by the game's musical composer in a tweet of the game's box art. He he has since deleted the tweet, right. which is a little fishy. Uh huh. The re-release is rumored to be announced at the Ubisoft Forward event on July the twelfth. Number nine, Codemasters has revealed that their upcoming racing game, Dirt 5, will have a one, 120 frames per second mode on PS5. want to throw that in there for you. For... Yeah. I hope it's that. Of course I read that. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean to you and to the racing community to have a one, 120 it's, it's frames per like second? It's kind of like you've ever been going really fast in a car, or maybe you were running really fast, and you get tunnel vision, you kind of like lose focus on where you are. That's that's what happens when you're driving on the game and the frame rate drops. Like you can't react at all because mm-hmm. like nothing is nothing nothing is there, but it is. If that makes sense. So the article that I read about this says that it would probably be like a mm-hmm. lower resolution, but that amount of frames. So like they're not gonna be they're not gonna do four. Yeah, you can't really with those likely. games yet. Maybe eventually. Yeah, you're gonna have probably this option whatever this is probably like 1440p and mm-hmm. 120 frames and then you're gonna have something like that and then you're gonna have 4k and 60 frames per second which is probably that, what that's most fine yeah if you're doing you arcade, the, the type racing that's 100 percent okay because you're gonna be getting hit so much anyway it won't matter i mean especially on that game yeah what I is gran turismo it's, it's still you know, 60 I their think. frames per second 
60. Yeah, that makes sense. And finally, I also threw this one in here for you. I don't even know if you've ever played this game, but a new entry in the Test Drive series is set to be revealed on July the 7th. The last entry in the series was Test Drive Ferrari Racing Legends, which launched on last-gen <laughs> consoles in July of 2012. I've heard of the Test Drive series, but I, I've never, I don't think I've PS2. ever played it. I think the last, the last one I played, there was some um, sort of like rock crawler parts of it. Like I remember having to race through mud and climb over mm. logs and stuff. Um, it wasn't bad it, on, on PS2. It wasn't bad, but I was also like you know ten. So, so my my memory of right. it is a bit romanticized. Well, let's move on to the new game releases this week, and it's a relatively short list I, I did not break it out by region this week just because it seemed like they're all the same so i'm just gonna go through it one time and again there are some games on here that i know we've read before i guess it, this seems to happen all the time uh where games like are supposed to come out and then they get pushed back by week so it happens a lot so on psvr this week potty we get pumper. party pumper potty <laughs> potty pumper Again, we've <laughs> that's like the second or third time we've read that game. Uh, on PS4, we get Arcade Archives Wiz. <laughs> I went, did I cut that off? Sure is. <laughs> arcade Archives Wiz. I wonder if I cut that off. If it's like Arcade Archives Wizard, it, I hope it's Arcade Archive Arcade Archives Wiz. It's great. Uh, this is Blaster so Master Zero. <laughs> Blaster Master Zero Two, as Bla- as Blaster Master Zero. That's how I want to read that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the catch, Carpet Course. That? These are some <laughs> great names. I don't know. I'm. A, let me look this up. No, yeah, it's got to be a fishing game, right? The catch, car- Carpet Course. By the way, eventually these games will have descriptions and I'll, I, I will read them for you guys or we will probably take turns reading them for you guys. But so there was no drop again this week by PlayStation. That's the second week in a row where they have not done an article talking about not even listing mm-hmm. what games are new this week. So I had to pull this list from PlayStation lifestyle. God bless those guys at PlayStation lifestyle. But apparently there's because they've just merged, <clears throat> excuse me. They just merged the blogs from Europe in North America, I think. So they're still trying to work out the kinks, uh, so to speak, over there. So there was no drop this week. So I'm just having to pull this in and just read these off. Uh, so anyway, The Demon Rush, Legends Corrupt, Dungeons 3, Complete Collection, The Elder Scrolls Online, Greymoor, and the Collector's Edition of that game as well, Firefighters, Airport Heroes, Goosebumps, Dead of Night, Hard West, Ultimate Edition, Hunting Simulator 2, Bear Hunter Day 1 Edition, Hunting Simulator 2, Day 1 Edition. It's weird. Indie Calypse, which I know we've read before. Pick a Picks Pieces 2, Pushy and Pulley in Blockland. Definitely read that before. A Summer of Shiba Inu. We've read that for about the fifth time. <laughs> Wolfenstein Sounds Alt fun. History Collection. Yeah. And then finally, on the PS Vita, we get Pick a Picks Pieces 2. And that is all for the new game releases. Now, Travis, let's end the show as we normally do with a question, comment, or concern. And this week, so you have this, uh, you're on board with this conspiracy theory that you shared with me this week about BIRDS, right? And it's, so it's a BIRD is actually an acronym 
for basic information recovery drone, correct? I don't know that I necessarily believe it, but it is my favorite conspiracy theory, which is that birds aren't real and that and that the government made them to fly around and gather information on us. So they're basically drones. And you had a valid question. You said, have you ever seen, have you ever, how often do you see a, a bird mm-hmm. in the sky? You say all the time, right? You know, there's birds everywhere. You'll see flocks of birds. And you, then you said, how often do you see Never. a dead bird on the ground? Yeah. How often do you Never. see a dead and flock like of birds on the birds ground? Where they all die at. They all die yeah. in a government facility and in when Area I lived in 51, Mississippi, right? There was about two or three weeks where I never saw a bird. This is how I actually originally found out about this. I Googled where... I Googled where are the birds. <laughs> <laughs> and what popped up is this <laughs> bird theory that they were all dead and they weren't real. This is how I found church that so birds good. aren't real. It's a conspiracy it's, and I love it. I love that. <laughs> so... I wonder if you can just uncover about any conspiracy. All you got to do is just Google, like, where is where is something? Why is something? And, like, you'll just come across the conspiracy um, theory. By the way, so... Like, why is the sky um, blue? Why are Australia boobs Australia is the only country to lose a war to, a, to birds. Um, in 1932, what? they declared war on emus. Um, a World War One veteran brought, brought, up some, brought up some Lewis guns. You remember <laughs> Lewis guns from... <laughs> So, so there were these roving yeah. packs oh, of yeah. wild emus, and they were trampling all of the crops. Mm. So they they tried to kill them all, and um, they couldn't. They overwhelmed the the emus. Overwhelmed them. Flightless birds overwhelmed them. There's like a video of it. No yeah, way. It. This is like, real. Uh, you can watch a news clip of them showing the guys shooting the gun because like one guy's holding the gun on his shoulder, and the other guy's letting it ride. And there's dead emus everywhere. <laughs> this sounds like a video game in and of itself. It's like. It's like a like a tower defense game. Like you're just trying to just mow down all the it's, emus with your Lewis gun. It's hilarious. You look <laughs> oh, it God, up. It's by, and they say there's still like large packs of emus outside of whatever area in Australia was. There's still a bunch of them in the bush. So this sounds like that sounds like what now happens at the park, oh, the, the lake here in town with the geese. With the geese, yeah they they uh, I just discovered recently that that. Uh, we pay a guy, I think, uh, to come in and <clears throat> excuse me, basically yeah, scare the geese. What is right? it? His lab or his German Shepherd? We pay him, God knows what. Yeah, and he comes in and basically tries to like scare them off, drive them away. About this time every year, because normally they have a big fireworks mm-hmm. display on the Fourth of July, and that's kind of the last straw. Like the the guy and his dog <laughs> terrorizes the geese. For a couple, a job, for a couple of weeks, and then we, and then we, and then we have World War Three yeah. at the at the lake with the fireworks, and then they just can't take it anymore, and we drive them off, and they just go, they go somewhere else. They'll get the so. geese out because if they're there when the fireworks are going off, they could basically make them have a strong stroke. <laughs> what is a strong? All, all I could think about was those memes with the with the uh, department yeah, man and guys. Oh, that's stonks. what I meant. <laughs> what <I meant. laughs> Whatever, you get it. Perfect. So, Travis, are you now ready for me to explain yeah, a game to you this it. week? You now for the audience. This is the this is the segment each week that we're going to do now. Where I pick a random game, preferably one that I've played before. Um, sometimes one that I preferably one that I've beaten, but uh, always one that I've played. Hopefully. And so you have no idea what game that I'm going to explain to you or tell you about. And the first thing, the first thing that I'm, well, 
hopefully you don't know about the game. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what the game is, and you're going to take a guess at the plot of the game. And after you've had your go at it, I'm going to Wikipedia you mm-hmm. the plot of the game. Okay? All right. So this week, I picked The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And you know that that's one of my favorite games. Also, John's as well. So why don't you just take a stab at what you think The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim mm-hmm. is about? Good old Skyrim job. Let's see. Well... <clears throat> Clearly, there's some scrolls in it that are old. Um, they must have some sort of. Uh, uh-huh. They're very yeah, elder, so you, have to you might say. The scrolls, and I assume that they have some sort of uh, ancient knowledge or something that tells you, I don't know, like how to save the princess or how to save the world. Maybe there's some, maybe there's some potions in it or mm. some. Um, um, what am I trying to say? Um, some spells, wizardry, yeah. Some wizardry. To, I know. Can't you shout on that game? Mm. Okay, so it teaches you how to shout. Yes, there are shouts. So my my guess is you you have yeah. it's one of two things. You have the Elder Scroll and you're roaming around the country trying to fix something, or you're roaming around the country in search of the scroll and you get bits and pieces of it, kind of like the Dead Sea Scrolls. And along, along the way, you shout a lot um, until people tell you where it is. You just shout at them. And then they're like, okay, I'll tell you. And then you can kill them and, um, you know, like, like take their fruit. <laughs> How do you think it ends? The goal is you find all of the Elder Scrolls and then an Elder appears to you in a vision, kind of like on Star Wars. And, um, and then it turns out that nothing you did mattered. <laughs> so <laughs> you're not far off on some of this. There is wizardry. There's zombies. There is shouting. There are zombies. <laughs> so let me let me fill you in on all things that are good in Skyrim, okay? The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim is an action role-playing video game developed by Bethesda Game Studios, who just partnered with Amazon on a Fallout TV show, as we mentioned. And it's published by Bethesda Soft- Softworks. It is the fifth main installment in the Elder Scrolls ser- series, following the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, and was released worldwide on PlayStation 3, Windows, and Xbox 360 on November the 11th, 2011. Is that is that Veterans Day? Uh-huh. That's our, that's our Mistus Day. That's weird. All right. <clears throat> so that's just your flyover. Let me get into the dirt here, okay? Let me get into the weeds on this for you. All so right, this crazy. is the fifth installment. So have we been trying to find the Elder mm. Scrolls for, for five games? Um, so I can't speak to that per se because I have not played a, the the prior games. This was my gateway drug mm-hmm. to Elder Scrolls. Okay, so I can I can only tell you about this one. All right, it's not a direct sequel to the fourth one though. I do know that. All right, the game takes place in Skyrim, a province of the Empire on the continent of Tamriel, amid a civil war between two factions: the Stormcloaks, led by Ulfric Stormcloak. And the Imperial Wait, Legion, is this a real place? General Tullius. And it's not based on fact. This is not a real place. Okay, I want to clarify that. Correct. <laughs> the player character, the player character <clears throat> is a dragonborn, a mortal born with the soul and power of a dragon. Alduin, a large black dragon, 
who returns to the land after being lost in time, serves as the game's primary antagonist. Alduin is the first dragon created by Akatosh, one of the series one of the series gods and is prophesied to destroy and consume the, the world or the other guy the god the is or the ca- other a guy the old the older one is pro older one the dragon so is prophesied to, to destroy and consume the world so he's the yeah so he's the antagonist in this game the player character is a prisoner being led to an execution overseen by general tullius when the game opens which includes oh, all three it's on a meme. yeah exactly <laughs> it's on a pillowcase <laughs> <laughs> who is uh, Ulfric Stormcloak, who is leading a rebellion against the Imperials among the prisoners the game to be wake executed up in the cart? Yes, this is it. A dragon named Alduin unexpectedly interrupts the procession, destroying... Or a half-dragon. Yeah, a dragon. What's a half-dragon, half-human? No, a real dragon. The antagonist. You wait, you're, you're a dragon? No, you're not a dragon. The bad guy's a dragon. So Alduin is What's the main name? bad guy. He's a dragon. What's my That's name? Who you're... Oh, you're name? the Dragonborn. I don't have a. Don't you don't. It's name. just Dragonborn. You don't right. have a name, so you don't have a name. So you don't have a name, so you can so you can project so, your persona onto the so character. Recap, your, your role. Your role. Everybody playing. has a really dumb fucking name, and then I don't have one. <laughs> Dragonborn's like, this, a this cool name. It's got to be this. This is Alderin of Airhorn. He's a dragon man. Like, why? Ulfric has a cool name. Ulfric has a name. Ulfric. A dragon named Alduin, the bad guy, unexpectedly interrupts the procession on your way to being executed, destroying the town of Helgen before the player can be executed. The player escapes in the chaos and journeys to the city of Whiterun to request aid against the dragon threat. By the way, if you have not played Skyrim, we are going to spoil the game. So stop the podcast or fast forward, but it's going to be spoiled if you've never played Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. After slaying a dragon that attacks nearby, the player absorbs its soul, which grants them the ability to why, why perform a shout this? that you were talking about. <clears throat> the city's amazed guards inform the player that they must be a dragonborn, and the player is summoned to meet with the Greybeards, an order of monks who live in seclusion on Skyrim's tallest mountain, the Throat of the World. The Greybeards train the player to, in using shouts and inform the player of their role in stopping Alduin. The player learns that Skyrim's civil war is the last in a sequence of prophetic events foretold by the Elder Scrolls. Well, if, if, it, your scroll. if it's all going accordingly to plan, why are they fighting it? It's, he's just going to end the world. But they see, they got to save the world, like you said. Well, if everything else the, the we had to save the world, A to A and B to B, then you can't. You're just going to die. Well, you got to try. Uh, the Elder Scrolls also predicted the return of Alduin, the antagonist. The player later meets with the members of the Blades in Order types. of Dragon Hunters. The player, <laughs> the, the player and the Blades travel to Skyhaven Temple to find a prophetic engravement on Alduin's wall and learn that ancient Nords used a special shout against Alduin so they could engage him. To gain more information, the player meets the ancient dragon Parth- Parthernax, the leader of the Greybeards. <laughs> so the leader of the of the monks is a, dra- is a dragon. Perfect. And we're fighting a dragon, so you got to have a dragon. You got to, you got to know a dragon to, to be a dragon. Do they have dragon? Uh, dragon that's a good baby question. Books? That's a good question. Partha, Parthernax reveals that Alduin was uh-huh. cast into the currents of time by the use of an el- by the use of an Elder Scroll in the hope that he would never reemerge. The player locates the Elder Scroll and uses it to peer through a window in time and learn the shout to combat. What is an Alduin? Elder Scroll? We have not identified what it is, aside from being a scroll. Yeah, so the scroll or how in this game that you learn um, certain shouts or you learn shouts from 
drawings on walls, yeah, basically, like the and then also from the Elder Scrolls. So well, who wrote these? Who wrote these? The, the Elders, I guess. Yeah, the Elders. Yeah, exactly. I want to know yeah, if yeah. John Smith wrote this one. <laughs> the player battles it with Alduin, who then flees to Sovereign Sovngarde, the Nordic afterlife. So Valhalla. We just went to the Vikings to gain strength. <laughs> to gain strength, player battles with Alduin, who then flees to Sovngarde, the Nordic afterlife, to gain strength by devouring the souls of deceased Nords. <laughs> This is dragon the dragon Vikings dance. and then you eat dragons. That's <laughs> the circle of life. The player summons and traps a dragon named Odaving and, learn, and learns from him that Alduin has fled the Sovereign Guard through a portal located at an ancient fort called snitch. Skuldafin. <laughs> Odaving agrees to fly the player to the Dragonborn, you, yourself, you, to Skuldafin claiming Alduin has shown himself as weak and undeserving of leadership over the dragon race by fleeing from the dragonborn, the player. The player enters Sovngarde and travels to the Hall of Valor. There they meet up with the three heroes of Nordic legend who defeated Alduin originally, or in the past, they've, he's been defeated mm-hmm. by three other Nords. With their, help, with their help, the player defeats Alduin once and for all. And How do we know that we saved. defeated? We thought that three other times. We did. So, but there's we know we do know that there's yeah. going to be an Elder Scrolls Six. So, not I everybody can be you. defeated, right? <laughs> so there you go. Now you know everything there that's is to know about short. Skyrim. I mean, that's that's a big time nutshell. I mean, that's a that's a huge nutshell. There's a lot that goes on and a lot of side quests and things like that. So, but that's that's in a nutshell. Yeah. So, so you eat dragons and then they eat Vikings. The Viking part was actually pretty interesting. See, if you'd have told me that from the beginning, I would have been a little more interested. I still wouldn't have played it. It's, I don't know. It's like a two hundred hour game, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's also got scary. Oh stuff yeah, the spiders. Those so are spiders. Scream, yeah, so I'm out. I don't want to do. See, I don't want to do yeah. that. I don't need a spider to follow yeah. me. All right, let's uh, let's move on and finish up here with talking about what games we're going to play this week. So, do you have anything coming up this week? Um, what are you looking to play? You have any races you're going to try and do yeah, this week? Yeah, I guess I'll probably try to race this week. I've been kicking it around for a while. I finally finished my little racing corner in the room, but I haven't done anything competitive. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's kind of like anything you do that's ranked. If you haven't done it for a while, you you don't want to jump straight back into it because then you're just literally in the way. Uh, then that's worse than being, that's, yeah. that's almost worse than being new. At least when you're new, everybody else around you is new because they don't let you in that lobby. But my my driver rating's high enough that I'll be in one of those tiers where those guys those guys don't have time for me to mess up. When's Since the last time you it's raced? Been at least a month because we moved into the new house and I haven't. I just set it all up. I haven't done anything mm. competitive since then. I've done a little bit of you know just kind of goofing around to make sure you know this is a new setup, so making sure the rig you know that it's, it's set up the right way and you know it's it's where I want it to be and it's calibrated. That's all I've really done. It's an investment and it's, it's a bit overwhelming at times, especially now. Like I probably shouldn't care because the new one's coming out in three or four months. So I probably should just blow it out and have fun with it. But you know how it is. Anytime you get in the middle of something, you're like, Oh, I'm going to be normal with this. And then you get in the middle of the race and you, you want to win. Yeah. I, I don't have the patience for that at all. Like, but I mean, you're good. You're good enough at it. Like from what you've told me, you're good enough at it that you need to, you know, you need to keep, yeah. I guess, like, I mean, in, I've had some in shape, top, in racing top shape. 50 times in the, in our, they split it into, into threes. So, you know, it's North, South America, 
uh, Europe and then it's Asia. And I've had some top 50 times in, in North and South America, um, which is pretty wild when you think about it. But um, the last race I did was at Laguna Sega, the one I told you about where the guy, um, the guy crashed into me and yelled at me on his qualifying lap. And then, and then I finally caught up with him on the last lap <laughs> in the last turn and I dumped him so I could finish second. And <laughs> he got really upset with me, but I, you know, Forza and, you know, even the dirt, dirt five, it's going to be one of those games where, you know, you can, you're going to have to deal with rammers and people who drive the wrong way to crash you. And hopefully they'll ghost them out. So you don't have to deal with that. But on, you know, on competitive racers like Gran Turismo and, set of Corsa and R factor and all those fun games in I racing you don't you don't do that because it's considered um, unprofessional I guess but listen man if you're gonna run your mouth when it's your fault mm-hmm. I'm gonna dump you I don't have any problem doing that exactly I love it what else are you gonna play I, I guess we're gonna beat dying light at some point maybe tonight yeah, we need to do that and then move on to the DLC. We've been talking about that for a while. It's time to shit or get off the pot. I, and I'm sure we'll mix mm-hmm. in some modern warfare this week too, probably. Uh, I'm going to play, like I said, Modern Warfare, Dying Light with you guys. Um, I'll be on Red Dead, per usual, waiting for an update. And then I plan, hopefully, to get close this week, maybe, to beating The Last of Us. I'll I'll definitely be done before Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. So, got plenty of time there. So, um, it's I'm just kind of enjoying it. And uh, I'll play some more of that. I'll probably mess around the Vita a little bit. And that'll be about it. And uh, with that, we are done. We've got nothing else <laughs> for form Travis. So we'll, uh, I guess we'll wrap this thing up and sign off. And again, if you guys liked what you heard, give us a, a like, a rating, a review, share us with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe. All those things help us out in the algorithm. And hopefully we sound, sounded a, a lot better this, this episode. And as we tried to upgrade a little bit and we'll, we'll try to keep working on it and upgrade some more in the future. So, Stick with us. Uh, Travis, thanks for hopping on and uh, recording with me, and we'll do it again soon.